This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. If you're running your business well and you're taking care of the three P's, which are people, product, and process, you can navigate just about any shenanigans out there and it helps you rise and serve your customers better. That's Greg Rainica, a member of the WQA Board of Governors, talking about running a successful business despite economic uncertainty. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 334, If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team or a friend or associate. We are publishing this August 30th of 2023. Find us at wqa.org and on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and X. And in this episode, we're joined by Greg Reinecke, a Master Water Specialist and Managing Director at Red Fox Advisors and Director at Crusader Water. We'll get his take on the economy, what it means for the water treatment industry, where he's putting his focus these days, and his thoughts about the value of the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference. You can learn more at wqa.org slash mylc. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. And now on to Greg Reinecke on WQA Radio. We're joined by Greg Reinecke, one of the busiest people in the water treatment industry. Greg is Managing Director at Red Fox Advisors and Director at Crusader Water. He's also a member of the WQA Board of Governors. And always a pleasure, Greg. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure too, Wes. It's great to spend some time with you and visit about water. Yeah, we want to talk about all things water, all things related to the industry, your time on the board, um, just anything that really we can uh, bring together in the form of a brief conversation here on the podcast. As you know, we try to touch base with things that we think our members will be interested in. And I know that um, from your various perspectives, we will accomplish that. So uh, let's begin just to catch people up in case they don't know it the one or two people out there who don't know you. Um, Tell us about you and and Red Fox and Crusader Water. You bet. So I'm now in my third decade of adventures in the water quality management and improvement industry. I was born in Africa, but made in America. And the water industry has been very good to me. I love water. I love the people in water. And I love solving complicated water problems. So my day-to-day life uh, involves uh, solving these problems, either at the business level or at the practical level, helping to develop and uh, create solutions to bring more clean water to more people all over the world. And how has this year been going, 2023, as we record this in uh, 
the late summer. Uh, what's kind of captured your attention these days? Well, it certainly has been an interesting year to be in the water business. Every year I always reflect and I say, wow, what a great time to be in the water business. And I'm not going to deviate from that. It is a great time to be in the water business. With that said, we still have a lot of interesting things going on in the industry. There's a lot of consolidation and significant headwinds on the supply chain side that we're still navigating. Inflation is still a concern for a lot of people. And of course, uh, the uncertainty about the future of the U.S. and global economy uh, creates an interesting environment. But uh, for the good men and women of the water quality improvement industry, there's still so many opportunities to help so many people. It's just it's very busy for us and for all the people we know. Good reminder that uh, challenges and uh, headwinds, as you say, are often the opportunities we need to get to that next level of growth and uh, productivity. So you mentioned the economy and I wanted to I wanted to capture a little bit of your sense. I, where are we in terms of heading into a recession, coming out of a recession, soft landing, no landing, hard landing? What where where are you these days on that? Oh my gosh, I tell you, depending on who you ask, you're going to get a litany of answers and they're all going to contradict each other based on everything our group is observing right now. We do still see the economy getting a little worse, and it's probably going to happen next year. Soft landing, hard landing, who knows? We always hope for the best, but when we look at the condition of the inflationary pressure that's been put on the economy and the post-COVID exuberance and the uh, money that was saved up, a lot of that has been spent. And um, so definitely interesting times ahead. I wouldn't venture to predict what, when, where, and how, but I would... Uh, I would certainly say to anybody listening, as I tell my clients, be smart, hold on to your money and get back to basics. And let's make sure we're being very careful with how we conduct our business, that we minimize our risks, particularly financially. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on advice for those in the industry. Where do you see the um, the developments within the economy? Again, hard to predict. But how will they translate into business in the water industry, do you think? So in all my time in the industry, I've noticed somewhat of an indirect correlation between new construction as opposed to remodel and repair business. When new construction strong, remodel repair tends to be a little soft and vice versa. So I would expect we'll see similar behavior. Uh, there's already in certain markets some softening on new construction, particularly on the commercial side, uh, in relationship to the current uh, interest rate. And we're going to see that continue And as we navigate through the year. Hopefully, if we don't have any crazy pandemics or wars or wild weather events that throw a loop in everything else, we'll just see an ongoing uh, tightening of certain budgets, which of course for dealers means they have to be smart in how they do things, and then opening up of opportunities in other areas that have been quiet for a bit. The repair and maintenance side, for example, a lot of times, particularly during the COVID crush where, of course, WQA was so instrumental in having water quality improvement dealers and related professionals declared as necessary uh, labor that uh, the workload never stopped during COVID. Nobody in the water industry was sitting at home wondering what to do. In fact, people were so busy. 
And so we become very accustomed to running around chasing all these new opportunities. And now if things soften as we very much think they will, it's a great opportunity to go back into your customer base and spend some time renewing relationships with your existing customers and making sure that you're maintaining, cleaning, disinfecting water quality improvement equipment and, of course, maintaining and improving the relationships with those users that trust you with their water. And, you know, it just struck me as I'm listening to you say that um, this industry, the water treatment industry, really is positioned in a way to be that trusted advisor uh, as opposed to just simply involved in a transactional uh, business situation, aren't we? Oh, for sure. And, you know, I, I firmly believe that any time economic complications occur or political complications occur, the cream rises to the top. If you're running your business well and you're taking care of the three Ps, which are people, product, and process, you can navigate just about any shenanigans out there, and it helps you rise and serve your customers better. You know, if you look at trying to be a water dealer as just somebody who sells stuff, you're going to succeed in the short term, but long term you don't have a real business. If, however, you look to being a provider of a valuable resource, which is peace of mind and comfort, and you then are your client's trusted advisor, you have a customer for life, and you can support your business and your family and anything else very comfortably. So as we uh, think about all of that that we've just talked about, it, I also was struck by the fact that you talked uh, earlier about supply chain problems are still out there. Oh, and, yeah. And so the pandemic is still having ripple effects, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. And of course, you know, we inevitably have issues with plastics uh, during, um, during the summertime as uh, shipping changes and as we have complexities with plants turning on and off. And we've had some interesting weather this last year. And of course, globally, there's some complications. And so supply chain is certainly lingering longer as a concern. And of course, that ratcheting inflationary pressure on pricing that happened during COVID, nobody's getting price decrease notifications right now. In fact, it's the exact opposite. So it's a, it's a good opportunity to remind our listeners that it's very important to keep an eye on your true cost of goods sold and your overall cost of business. Definitely. And in the just the discussion about water itself. Anything uh, on your radar these days that uh, you're focusing on? A lot of emphasis right now on the emerging contaminants or the contaminants of emergency, emerging concern. For example, PFAS and the, the family of perfluoroalkyl compounds. There's a lot of interest, a lot of uh, noise about it out there. And then there's a lot of people that just don't know what's going on, but they want peace of mind for themselves and their families, uh, employees and businesses. And so it's, it's really important right now in the industry, the, the thing we're focusing on, our own companies and the people we, we guide, is to make sure that we maintain our status as the thought leader and the trusted resource. We have to make sure that we're well-educated. Shameless plug for WQA's continuing education. Tanya does a phenomenal job with her team. And WQA's tech support, 
uh, Eric and, and his team do a phenomenal job making sure that WQA members have access to the latest technical information on everything that's going on in water. We're tracking so many contaminants right now. And there's so much noise about water quality, and more and more people are aware of water quality issues, and more and more people are a little hesitant to drink regular tap water, even though in the U.S. we have some of the safest tap water in the world. People want better. People are no longer satisfied to live life at minimum standards. They want to enhance their life, and we can't blame them. We encourage it. Hey, you know, as you say that, I was reminded just the other day, we had a problem a technical problem on the website with accessing the knowledge base the WQA offers for members. And while that's a problem and certainly wasn't a good thing, wouldn't you know it, somebody emailed in and said, hey, I can't get on the knowledge base. So that was the best news, right? I mean, you know, that, that there was a problem and somebody noticed that it wasn't working, showing that obviously there's a valuable resource there. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, nobody calls up and says, hey, WQA, we're using your resources and, and accessing data. But anecdotally, I, I hear so many people talking about how handy and convenient the uh, water knowledge base is. And uh, it's, it's just become the de facto standard now, which I'm very pleased about. A lot of people work very hard contributing to that. So let's transition over to the Board of Governors. That's a position you've had now for, what, a couple of years, three years, mm -hmm. something like that. And yeah. um, you're, you're obviously uh, a trusted resource when it comes to the BOG. And great to have you on that board and providing the expertise we need. So how's that going for you? It's, it's really been an interesting journey. Um, the first time I went to WQA show 20 plus years ago, I was rather nonplussed. And my very good friend and mentor, Chubb Michaud, said to me, well, Greg, if you don't like what you see, get involved and change it. So I did. And uh, I've really enjoyed my involvement in WQA, volunteering on committees and having the, the privilege to chair certain committees and then being invited to participate as a director and now on the Board of Governors, and the, the thing I really enjoy the most about it is observing how much the other people who serve with me care, truly care, about the industry and the people in it. And on the Board of Governors, we have a really good balance between true manufacturers, vendors, dealers, and, and large companies, small companies, and so it provides such a wealth of experience and such a wealth of opinion and then getting to see behind the curtain and the comforting thing for me is it's not a Wizard of Oz situation where you don't want to see behind the curtain seeing behind the curtain at WQA going to headquarters spending time with people talking about problems and solving them it's it's so refreshing to see staff at WQA that are truly committed this isn't just a job I see the passion with so many people and it, it's very motivating to me because we need people that are dedicated to helping bring more clean water to more people, and that's why the Water Quality Association exists, so that we can all, as we selfishly go about our business taking care of our own interests, we can all come together periodically and contribute to the greater good. Because to quote that trite saying, a rising tide does raise all boats. And an opportunity to get involved very, very soon as we record this is the upcoming Mid-Year Leadership Conference. And I know 
that has been something that you have endorsed in the past. And I'm just, you know, let talked about talking about shameless plugs. Let me get your take on the value of the Mid-Year Leadership Conference. I, I really enjoy Mid-Year. It's, it's a less formal environment than the uh, annual uh, convention and trade show. And so you get a chance to have more intimate conversations with people than you would trying to navigate a, a show floor environment. So people who uh, want to be more involved in the industry and people who are starting to accept responsibilities in volunteering and giving back to the industry, we're all drawn to the mid-year event because we have a chance to meet and mingle with our peers, maybe make some new friends, introduce new people, and um, it, it gives us a chance to, to have a different setting where we can talk about more things without the stress and tension and chaos and busyness of the annual conference itself. Yeah, well put, well said. I could not agree more because of that atmosphere in which all of this takes place. Yeah, it's fun and it's, it's going to be beautiful out in Lake Tahoe, right? But that in and of itself creates this sort of underlying uh, backdrop of uh, uh, goodwill and uh, friendship, as you mentioned, and just collegiality uh, that, allows, so. that allows great discussions to take place. So we're looking forward to it. WQA.org slash MYLC is the place to go for more information. And of course, get registered and uh, bring somebody along, right? Bring a bring a, a team person, a teammate along to join you at mid-year this year. We're, uh, we are looking forward to it. So uh, let me have you look into your crystal ball here as we wrap up our conversation, Greg, and as you look at the water industry in the next three to five years, that might be somewhat short-sighted. Maybe we should look even a, a further out, but what do you see? Well, I'd, uh, I'd probably challenge you a little and say, let's look 20, 30, 50 years out, and then let's contract it back. You know, who are we as water quality improvement professionals? We are the trusted resource that helps take good water and make it better. We take good water and we make it great. And that's never going to change because it's just illogical at a city level to treat every single drop of water to pristine drinking water. It's a waste of financial resources as well as uh, logistical resources to do that. So there will always be a place for the local trusted professional. And as we see the evolution of our industry, the amount of knowledge out there, particularly on the technical level and the practical infrastructure level that dealers are now having to embrace. You know, when I got in the, in the industry 30 some odd years ago, you didn't need to know much to be in the water business. And the amount of knowledge you need now is significantly higher to not only just get into the business, but actually to succeed, to survive and to thrive. And so if I look into the crystal ball, the biggest issue we're facing right now is skilled labor. And unfortunately, we haven't done a very good job of marketing our industry for how cool it is. You know, this is one of the coolest businesses to be in. I don't know of a lot of businesses where you can make a good living and help other people at the same time. And it gives you, it's so satisfying at an altruistic level, at an intangible level, that you're making people's lives better. You know, somebody's going to sleep better tonight because you cleaned their water. Somebody had a better experience entertaining in their home because you cleaned their water. 
somebody's business is more profitable because you cleaned water for their process. And so all of these things come back to, again, those three Ps, people, products, and processes. And the thing for the, the, the short term and the long term is we have to nurture, attract, and cultivate talent into our industry. There's men and women out there that don't know yet that they want to be water quality professionals. You know, the, the aspiration curve for being a certified water, spe <clears throat> certified water specialist is not high enough yet. And so that's our, our big thing. Probably the thing that keeps me up at night right now is looking at how we as an industry can attract more talent. We, we've evolved that more and more non-traditional industry players are involved in water quality. We have groundwater professionals, we have plumbing professionals, home services professionals that are now dabbling in water, and some of them are very, very good at it. A number of them are, are members of the WQA, and a lot of them are taking advantage of WQA training. And we need to look at how to bring more men and women into our industry that can bring a passion and a willingness to learn. And so that's, that's really front of mind for me that I'm thinking about in, in the industry right now. You know, technology will keep advancing. We'll match, march forward at a very fast pace with technologies. But at the end of the day, we're a people business. And we're as strong or as weak as the people that go out and help other people. Excellent. Great uh, to hear all of that, uh, Greg. And uh, that's a great picture to think of, of uh, the opportunities that uh, lie ahead and the fact that this industry is likely to get just simply bigger and bigger as we go. All right, Greg Ronica, Managing Director of Red Fox Advisors and Director as well at Crusader Water. Thanks so much, Greg. Always great to, to touch base, as I mentioned early on, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at mid-year. My pleasure, Wes. Thank you very much. And our motivational minute. I want to get back to the question of uncertainty. We know there's economic uncertainty, uncertainty about interest rates, inflation, recession. It's all unclear, just as it is in life. Uncertainty is something we all face. So how do you go about making decisions when you face uncertainty, when you don't know what's going to happen? Well, I like what the late Chrysler chairman Lee Iacocca said. So what do we do? anything, something, so long as we just don't sit there. If we screw it up, start over, try something else. If we wait until we've satisfied all the uncertainties, it may be too late. The words of Lee Iacocca. It may be too late if you wait for that perfect situation. So here's to uncertainty, the one certain thing that we can all count on. Time to do something today. And our WQA tip, WQA members can access two new member resources that can address the growing interest in PFAS as well as underscore their commitment to the WQA Code of Ethics. Dealers interested in a leave behind for customers on the topic of PFAS can download a new one-pager, What You Need to Know About PFAS. The brochure answers such questions as, What are PFAS? Does your drinking water contain PFAS? And if PFAS are found in your water, what can you do? In addition, 
A new poster highlighting a member's commitment to the WQA Code of Ethics is available to download as well. The poster uses the illustration of a compass to depict WQA's commitment to the highest principles of honesty, integrity, and professionalism. Go to WQA.org for both resources. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.